It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Peerless Boilers, America's best-built boilers. Bud Light, keep it crisp. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. River Spring Health, call 856-SENIOR. And brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. For special offers, visit mbusa.com slash winter event. Alongside Jeff Fiegels, I'm Lance Meadow. So glad you could join us as we're recapping the Giants' latest setback, a 19-14 loss to the Bears at Soldier Field in Chicago. The Giants now have lost seven straight for the first time since 2014 when they went 6-10 and and lost seven straight between week six through 13. Well, Jeff, it was the Giants' bye week last week and an opportunity for them to regroup and try to correct some of the wrongs. But once again, we're talking about the same issues. The inability to put together consistent drives, capitalize off of takeaways, self-inflicted wounds. Mm. It's deja vu all over again. Chunk plays on defense. Um, let's see what else we can go. But missed opportunities, the bad snap on extra on the field goals. When you look back on those field goals, we talked about it in the pregame on a close game like this with two teams, low scoring game. The special teams is when it's going to happen that you need to get some plays. That six points is big. Um, and it's you know really it's it's a problem now. Um, four possessions at midfield or better. They only get one score out of it. The only thing that changed coming out of this bye. Lance, was that they got the younger players in there in the secondary. That was about it. I didn't see anything changing. I mean, maybe a couple plays to Saquon, Saquon Barkley in space. but And Jeff, hold that thought. We'll have more on that. Let's head to the podium. Pat Shermer addressing the media. As we go, he wasn't able to finish the game, though. Um, defense did a lot of really good things. Kept us in the game. Uh, hard-fought game. We didn't score enough points on offense. We obviously didn't make our kicks. So we didn't have a, a good enough uh, contribution in those areas. Um, you know, we kept fighting, but you know, there's no prizes for that. You got to do what you have to do to win the game. So, um, again, hard-fought game that we we came out on the losing end, and uh, we just got to get back get back to uh, back home and get back to work. So I'll take your questions. Why wasn't the offense able to get anything going until? Well, you know what? We we moved the ball and got ourselves in the red zone, you know, the high red zone area. Then we missed a couple field goals, you know, in in the tight game. I wasn't – they're good on defense. And then obviously at the end there, we did a good job of getting in two minute and and putting a a scoring drive together. So we had one scoring drive in the first half and one in the second, and that's not good enough. What's your level of frustration with Roses? Level of frustration? I'm disappointed we didn't make our kicks. What's going on in the, the kicking? Well, I think it's pretty obvious what. Well, I think it was pretty obvious what happened today, right? We had, we, you know, we just didn't make them. So there's three parts to it, right? You need to snap, you need to hold, and you got to kick. And um, we missed two today. So, but that, but we got to just move past that. You know, it's not really not that smart. It's not that obvious to me. Like the first one, yeah, we saw the snap. What was about the second one? Um, you, you he, the snap there too. No, I think the snap. I mean, it was. You know, when the ball gets down, and I thought, you know, Riley did a good job of holding both of them. So, but you got to make them. You know, there's some little fundamental technical things that we talk about as coaches, but the reality of it is, you got to make them. Are you worried about his confidence? No, you just no, you just get back to work, and um, next time out, make them. When had a decision to take DeAndre out and put Sam in for a pretty big stretch, was DeAndre hurt? Was trying to no, we were just getting Sam some work in there. That's all. Making sure what's, throughout what's, the game. What's the frustration? I mean, I know there's going to be growing pains with young defensive backs, but it seemed like Corey took some ups today, got turned around in coverage on the touchdown. How do you get go they just the keep, defense? Well, you just keep battling, and then you keep fighting. And, you know, unfortunately, there's plays that are made on you throughout, you know, throughout the game. And then you just keep fighting to keep them out of the end zone, which we did a pretty decent job of for the most part. And then you just keep fighting and the young players just keep playing. Does it look like at some points they were throwing, they looked like they were targeting Corey Ballantyne at some point? I don't know that. Um, You'd have to ask them that. Um, But, you know, everybody's got to cover their guy. You stopped them on the third and short, and they kept the offense on the field and then ran the punt. Yeah. 
Could you have sent out your punt team? Uh, we could have. We just went. We went safe punt there. That's all. So just to make sure we had, we didn't get a, have a substitution issue. We practiced that, and that, that was that's what we intended to do. Normally, under is it normally a different situation if Peppers is out there because he's possibly, possibly, yeah. With Jabril being out, you know, it changed up the the substitution just a little bit. Putting a returner back there, Lisa. We contemplated it, but Jack has, has practiced it, you know, and um, it was a good punt on their part. Did you want him to catch it there? Uh, I'll have to look at it. I didn't see exactly. I think we ended up getting the ball on about the six after a little bit of a roll. So I don't. I, I got to see exactly what happened. Is there a, some sort of data that you use, or just your gut when that's two games in a row, or two of the last three where you used all your timeouts there like that early? Yeah, stop it. And it worked, right? Yeah, I'm just curious why you use it there and not close to the two-minute point. We had, we had three timeouts, which we wanted to have, and they had three downs to get a first down, which they didn't, and we used them. And then we had our timeouts. And, well, then we got the ball back. So, Yeah, I mean, there's data, but there's also gut. Had they made a first down, then the game, yeah. So, so you just keep using them. Daniel, you know, it seemed like a little bit of a slow start, but he makes a great throw with the touchdown at the end there. What did you see from him? Yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, he played tough throughout, you know. We'll look at it in detail tomorrow. He battled, and, um, you know, there's areas in the game we got to be better. I mean, the whole team's got to be better. What happened on the fourth and four, the one-yard pass to Shepard? He, he got up, he seemed kind of confused. Or... No, he wasn't confused. I mean, it was a pick route against man coverage, and we picked him off, and, um, you know, we didn't. Uh, I should say it was a pick route. It was a rub route, and uh, and uh, we rubbed him off. You know, and we just didn't get the distance we needed. I'm sh- I wasn't confused. I'm sure he's disappointed he didn't make the first down. I wouldn't call it confused. Huh? Well, I don't know. You ask him. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Yeah, I mean. Typically called for man coverage. We got man coverage, got what we're looking for, and they they did a good job of getting close to it and tackling it for less than what we wanted. That's the reality. Was there anything? But he's in there. I'm sure you guys can ask him what he, what he meant by. I didn't notice the the hand thing. So. Was there anything you saw that they did against Daniel to make it difficult? Like as a rookie, that maybe he hadn't seen before. No. No. I mean they're very stout defense. We talked about that all week, and that's pretty obvious, right? So we have to do things, you know, in the game to protect them, and um, because they're good at pass rushing, you know, and uh, and we got to do more when we get closer. You know, we got to be scoring touchdowns instead of kicking field goals in a close game like this. No question. He's get and he was throwing the ball on time. wasn't like he was holding it. But it goes, but that'll go against him as a sack fumble, right? Yeah. That's no question. Yeah, it looked like your guy was in a better position to get the ball than their guy. Did you see that from your side? You mean the fumble itself? Obviously, uh, I don't. I I can't tell you that. I, ball was on the ground and we were fighting for it. Why they got it and we didn't? Um, we'll look at that here. What did you see from Saquon? He battled. Well, I mean, I think he battled through it, and um, you know they're they're good on defense. They're good against the run, and um, you know we fought them. We just didn't didn't make didn't score enough points to beat them. You mentioned how the fumble goes against Daniel, but does Nate just need to do? I mean, does Nate just need everything? Just needs to time out a little better, and um, obviously we can't have that happen. Quarterbacks with more experience have the ability to sense that pressure from behind them. And, and no. I mean, he was trying to get the ball. We were throwing a ball to Saquon, who had the linebacker beat. And by all rights, would have been a, a good gain. Um, and he got he got sacked and, and hit. Thanks, Jamal. What did you think of your defense overall? It seemed like they played better. Was there anything? They had a positive end cap. Uh, Oh, they just I think on defense you just got to play team defense and fight through it and they did a good job of that you know they had the long drive but we got the interception which was awesome um, you know and then they they gave us an opportunity at the end with the ball to go down and win a you know a one score game so 
Um, I was pleased with the way they fought, but we as a team didn't get it done. Yeah, he did. A, he did a good job. You know, our intention was to play him some. You know, that was one of the things coming out of the bye. So some of the things that you noticed were things that just didn't happen. They, they were things that were intentional. Um, and then he probably played a little bit more than we had planned when when uh, Peppers went down. But the next Giants had. That's Giants head coach Pat Shermer. We'll have reaction from the locker room right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Metal with you as we're recapping the Giants' 1914 loss to the Bears at Soldier Field in Chicago. Giants have now lost seven in a row. Pat Shermer's press conference was brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. For special offers, visit mbusa.com slash winter event. We will be hearing player reaction in the locker room shortly. You just heard from head coach Pat Shermer, was asked a variety of different questions, talked about Aldrich Rosas, the two missed field goals in a game where you wind up losing by five points when you have six points that are wiped off the board. That is something that is certainly going to come into play. This is now five straight games in which Aldrich Rosas has missed a kick, whether it be an extra point or a field goal, three field goals and three extra points to be exact. So that has been a continuous theme. The turnover bug has been a continuous theme. Now, the Giants actually won the turnover battle today, Plus one, they had two takeaways. The Bears had one. However, the Bears' one takeaway was a strip sack by Khalil Mack. The Bears recovered. They had a first and goal at the three, and they ultimately punched it in for a touchdown. So when it comes to takeaways, it's all about what have you do, what have you done for me lately? What do you do with them? And the Giants wound up not being able to capitalize on either of the two takeaways that they had, which were the two interceptions, whereas the Bears turned that into a touchdown. So that was a huge difference maker in this game, especially a low-scoring affair, a Bears offense that struggled to put points on the board, but a Bears defense that was holding the opposition to just an average of 17 points per contest, which was fourth best in the NFL, and that held true. So the Giants knew it was going to be a tough battle to put points on the board, but the way to circumvent that is to shorten the field, which the Giants did, between... Special teams plays, whether it be returns, whether it be takeaways, golden opportunities for the Giants. This is going to be a game that they're going to look back, and once again, it's going to be a game filled with missed opportunities. Four instances in which the Giants started a drive in this game from midfield or in Chicago territory, and all they had to show for it in today's game, a touchdown. Huge difference maker. Speaking of the kicking game, Ultra Rosas with John Schmelk. At his locker. No, it's just... just Get after the next kick. Um, I mean, that's all I can do. I mean, uh, as a unit, um, you know, we just got to put the points up on the board when, when, uh, when they're presented. So, um, you know. Uh, the first one obviously rolled. I mean, did that mess up your timing, or did he get the hold down? I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at Riley. Um, so, I mean, I just got to make it. So you didn't even see it rolling, you just saw him? Whatever, I just got it. If the ball's on the ground, I got to make it. Did change between your first and second kick? Look like it swirled a little different. Maybe a little bit, but I mean, we knew that coming in, and, you know, um, I was preparing for it. Um, just got to make it. How hard for is it, though, in your, your timing? Does your timing get thrown off when that happens? Do you have to slow yourself down? Or? If the ball's on the ground, I got to make it. Okay, so... That's Alger Grossas clearly taking responsibility for the missed kicks. I'm going to slide over here now and throw to our second mic, which is in front of the locker of Alec Ogletree. Let's listen in. We got five more opportunities. This is our job. This is, you know, how we feed our family and stuff like that. So, you know, we have to go out there and, and battle. So. You guys are getting younger as opposed to older. You guys are putting even younger players on the you know, quarry and you know, Sam Field a little bit. It looks like at times that they're almost targeting you know, uh, I mean, yeah, that's kind of one of those things as a rookie, like when they, if they, if they, if they feel like you, you don't understand or, or they can, they can get at you, you know, they definitely let's try to pick on you. So, you know, but they, they play hard today. They, they battle well. Um, they would make a few plays, obviously. They had a game they probably think they should have had or wanted to have, but, you know, I thought they did battle, you know, pretty hard the whole game, so. 
frustration level with this team given the seven straight losses now? I mean, you know, said, obviously nobody nobody likes to, to lose. I mean, We're sticking with, um, can we go back to Alec here on mic too there, Matt? We haven't won in, you know, seven, eight weeks or something like that, whatever. So, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's frustrating for sure, you know, to keep losing and, you know, not, not win games. But, you know, we got five more opportunities to, you know, try to get, get wins in here. And, you know, we got to look forward to that. So. The first half win. Did you feel confident you could still win this game? Yeah, I mean, we go into every game feeling confident that we have a chance to win. Um, we prepare really well, and, and you just have to go out there and, and figure out a way to finish game. And, you know, I think that's something that we just have to continue to learn and grow, and, and you know, eventually it'll start going in our favor. So. That's Al Gogoltree now at the locker of Sterling Shepard, who played his first game back from that concussion. Uh, think about that anymore. What can you just tell us what they said when you were in Pittsburgh? I mean, you went to see experts. Uh, it was all good things. I mean, I'm not going to go into specifics, but um, it was all good things from the doctor. Um, you know, long-term stuff is is out of the picture, and um, you know that's what that's why I wanted to hear ultimately. So. What happened on the uh, the fourth and four play where you caught the pass just for the one yard? Fourth and four. Like fourth uh, quarter. So I was probably just upset I didn't get the first down. Um, yeah, that was it. Probably. I don't even know. Yeah, like you guys kind of ran out like a quick row in the middle of the field, I guess. Oh, the, the shallow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I was just upset I didn't get the first down. What did they do to make, you know, to make life so difficult for you guys in general, all the defensively? Really just a lot of zone. Um, uh, they did a good job in the run game. Uh, they, you know, they just beat us. I mean, that's the bottom of the line. Uh, they played better than we did today, and uh, we got to make more plays. Sterling, I know you've been practicing. Was there any rust at all? Did you feel like you had to shake anything off? Is was a rust? Was there any rust? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, not too much. I mean, I don't, I don't believe in all that stuff. Uh, you know, I've been at practice. I've been running around with the guys, so. I feel like if you practice the right way, it'll prepare you for the game, and um, I believe that in any case. So, yeah, felt good. That's Sterling Shepard. I'm going to slide over here to the other end of the locker room, and we're going to put our mic, our second mic, in front of the locker of Julian Love, who got his first serious action in this game. I'm going to be locked in uh, like I have been in previous weeks. Uh, and if I'm learning from the sideline, I'm going to be learning. If I'm learning you know, out there on the field, I'm going to still try to progress in any way I can to really help the defense get to where we want to go. All right. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. That's Julian Love here in the Giants locker room. We're waiting on Daniel Jones, and hopefully we'll have him when we come back from this commercial break on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Back here in the Giants locker room, John Schmelk, brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants at the locker of Saquon Barkley. Um, definitely proud of the team, how we fought. Uh, especially when things start swinging their way. But, um, you know, heck of a play by Tate and, um, and DJ on that fourth down to keep us alive. And at the end of the day, uh, we were in position to go down and score and win the game, and we just got to find a way to get it done. And um, those are the little growing pains that we're going through right now, but we're going to figure it out. What made life so difficult for you guys today offensively? What did, what did they do that made, made it difficult um, to run? I mean, it's Khalil Mack, Michael, I can go down the list. Uh, they're just a great defense. Um, I love going against those guys. Um, got to go against them last year and this year. Uh, always up for that challenge. Uh, in my opinion, they're probably the best defense in the league. Um, when you just when you just point out the players and how many players that they have. Um, but you know, cool to them. They play a great game. At the end of the day, uh, no matter how great of they how great a game they played, we still had opportunity to win a game and we didn't do it. How important is it for you to show the leadership that you do on the bench? The team is down in the fourth quarter. You're trying to give guys pep talks going out there like you're sure you guys are going to score. Uh, yeah, because that's my mindset. Every time we touch the field, we're going to score. Every game we play, we're going to win. Um, obviously, the outcome hasn't been that way uh, that, that much this season. And every time you go out there, you're probably not going to score. But you got to have that belief. you got to believe, believe it first for it to actually happen. Did you feel like the momentum switched a little bit after you guys your second missed kick for field goal? Uh, I wouldn't say the momentum switched, but you know, um, 
did it. I think they went down and scored on that. Uh, they they answered. You know that's that's what that's what you gotta do. Uh, you gotta capitalize on on the other team mistakes, and we had a mistake there, and they went down and uh, they capitalized. But um, when they capitalize, we gotta go capitalize and um, uh, make a play to to to, to even it out. And, and we didn't do that. How much did that drop kill you? Huh? How much did that drop kill you? Oh, man, that drop. Yeah, uh, it it sucks. Um, happened early in the game. Uh, Probably had opportunity to do something with it if I would have caught it. DJ put a great ball. Uh, I got locking and focus there. Um, you know that's the standard I hold myself to. But um, at the same day, you got at the same time you got to move on and uh, put in the pass and get ready to uh, play for the rest of the game. You dropped the ball last year against the Redskins. You went up to everyone. You said you were gonna, you know, mm-hmm. said something to everybody. Did you yeah. Say anything to anybody after? The uh, nah, I was more upset at myself. You know, sometimes uh, you, you gotta talk to yourself, um, especially with this. I guess the way the season been going for me. But um, you know, a lot of guys came to me and was like, next play, you know, just hit, hit me on the head and was like, next play, move on. And I just shook my head, said, yeah, I got you. And um, it was just over after that. What's the on that? That's Saquon Barkley. Brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the New York football giants. Daniel Jones is in the training room getting that finger worked on. So we are waiting for him. We will hopefully have him shortly. And when we do, we will let you guys know. All right. Thank you so much, John. In the meantime, let's walk you through today's stats brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp as the Giants fell to the Bears 1914 at Soldier Field in Chicago, Illinois. Giants now two and nine overall, one and five on the road. They have lost seven in a row for the first time since 2014. As we walk you through the individual stats, speaking of Daniel Jones, 21 of 36, 150 yards Two touchdown passes, one to tight end Caden Smith, the other to Golden Tate in the second half. Daniel Jones was sacked once by Khalil Mack, and it was a costly sack because he wound up losing a fumble, and the Bears were able to punch it in from the red zone, which is exactly where they took over from. On the ground, the Giants, 21 carries, 109 yards, 5.2 yards per carry. That is the Giants' power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. Saquon Barkley, who you just heard from, 17 carries, 59 yards. Daniel Jones ran twice for 27, and Sterling Shepard had one run for 22 in his first game back after missing the last five due to a concussion. The numbers don't look terrible as a team, but it was another grinded-out type of affair for Saquon Barkley, who had less than four yards per carry and not much wiggle room to work with. Darius Slayton led the receiving core with four catches for 67 yards. Caden Smith and Sterling Shepard each had five catches, but both finished with less than 20 yards. There was not a lot of movement of the football, with the exception of really that big touchdown pass to Golden Tate from 23 yards out. Tate finished with three catches for 33 yards. On the Bears side, Mitchell Trubisky, 25 of 41, 278 yards. He had a touchdown pass to Allen Robinson, was also picked off twice and sacked twice. On the ground, the Bears ran 26 times for 65 yards. Tariq Cohen was their leading rusher with six for 25. They held David Montgomery in check, 13 rushes for 22 yards. And Allen Robinson, who I mentioned, found the end zone. He led the way with six catches for 131 yards. Anthony Miller, six for 77. Let's head back to the locker room. John Schmelk with Daniel Jones. Thank you. Here with Daniel Jones. Daniel on TV, they showed he had a little finger issue with the cut on your throwing hand. That affect you at all during the game? No, it was just a, just a cut. Uh, didn't affect anything. What did they do defensively that gave you guys issues trying to sustain some of those drives in the first three quarters? Um, I mean, they're, uh, they're a good defense and deserve credit. Uh, I think you know they've got a good, good pass rush and Good players uh, behind them, but um, you know I feel like we, you know, we got to do a better job executing what what we do, and I think that was really the the issue. I, th- I think it was, uh, you know, us just just not executing like we can. On the strip sack, it looked like you got rid of the ball pretty quickly. Is there anything as a quarterback that you can do on a play like that? Because it did. Coach Shermer said it too. It looked like you got rid of the ball on time. Uh, just try to step up in the pocket. I think I had an opportunity there to, to take some face up in the pocket, and and that's something I got to continue to work on is is uh, being up in the pocket. How much does the inability to run the ball in early downs affect you as a quarterback? Um, I thought we we were able to hit some runs and and uh, and get going. I mean, I think um, like I said, uh, you know, last week we all complement each other, so. Um, you know, if we, if we throw the ball better, those runs are going to open up and we're going to have some, some chance for that. So, I mean, I think we all got to um, 
I'll have room to improve all over uh, across the board on, on offense. On the touchdown pass to Tate late, he was open. You were getting hit as you threw it. How confident were you as you were getting hit that you did have him in the back of the end zone and open? Uh, yeah, I thought we had a one-on-one -on -one there with him, and you know he made a really good play, a really good catch there. So, um, Yeah, great play by him. Finally, on that last drive, you get the ball back, chance to win the game. What kind of short-circuited that drive for you guys that you couldn't get down there and get those points you needed? Uh, just uh, yeah, missed a couple throws that we, we got a hit. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, got to get the ball moving forward and, and you know, making sure we're uh, taking advantage of what they give us. So, um, yeah, I don't know, uh, couple, couple plays we could have back. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate the time. That's Daniel Jones joining us in the Giants locker room. And that's it from here because there's almost no one left in here, and I'm going to get yelled at because I'm going to make the bus late. Let's go back to Lance and Jeff as Lance probably roots for that they leave me in Chicago so he can do Big Blue Off Live tomorrow alone. Well, that would not be necessarily a bad thing. You took the words right out of my mouth, John, as we appreciate your services going into overtime in the locker room. We have plenty more to unravel here on Mercedes-Benz Giants post-game extra as we will certainly take a look at the special teams issues that the Giants had in this game and how that was ultimately a big difference maker in a 19-14 loss to the Bears in Chicago at Soldier Field. We'll step aside when we come back. We'll also walk you through the injury report. A little bit later on, we'll take you through highlights and we'll get to your phone calls at 877-337-6666. Giants now have lost seven in a row for the first time since 2014. They're 2-9 and nine on the season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Saquon Barkley, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Metal with you as the Giants fell to the Bears 1914 at Soldier Field in Chicago. Giants now 2-9 and nine on the season, 1-5 and five on the road. They have lost seven in a row. We walk you through some individual statistics. We'll get to some of the team numbers, but first, the player of the game brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers. He like 825 building our future. Player of the game is going to be Daniel Jones. Yes, he did lose a fumble, his 10th loss fumble of the season, which is the most in the NFL, and it was a huge turning point in this game because it led to a Bears touchdown. However, with that being said, Going up against a Chicago stingy defense, he still managed to throw for two touchdown passes, 21 of 36 for 150 yards, and also picked up 27 yards on the ground. For the third straight game, Daniel Jones nearly finished as the leading rusher for the Giants, which just goes to put things in perspective of how much trouble they've had in having a balanced offensive attack over the last few games, and that is something that they're going to continue to try to solve as they move forward here in the final five games of the season. Mitchell Trubisky, who had 278 passing yards, just to put his numbers in perspective, that's a season high for him. Now, Mitchell Trubisky was dead last in the National Football League coming into this game, averaging just 176 passing yards per game, and he walks away with a season high. And the reason I bring up that number, it has become a theme throughout this season that we refer to the opposition for the Giants as the get-right opportunity game. And the Bears didn't necessarily light up the scoreboard, but a number of players ended droughts or put up some of their best offensive numbers all season long. Allen Robinson you can throw into that department too, who led the Bears receiving core with six catches for 131 yards and a touchdown. He had been relatively quiet this season. The overall offense had been relatively quiet, but when you give a struggling offense a short field and they capitalize, that ultimately becomes the difference maker in this game. Speaking of struggling offenses, the Giants won for 12 on third down today. Now, half of those 12 third downs were for seven yards or more. So it was mixed results in terms of the downs and distances, but you know they had a number of manageable third downs in this game. And when Jeff Eagles joins me a little bit later on, we'll further break it down. You got a third and three. Saquon Barkley's wide open in the flat. He drops the pass. He talked about that when he met with the media. So that was an opportunity, a self-inflicted wound, halted, halted a drive. Third and one, Barkley loses four yards. Another third and short opportunity late in the game. Third and four and a third and four and a pair of incomplete passes. So there were chances to move the chains and the Giants just could not capitalize in that department. The injury report is brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Life years ahead. Jabril Peppers left the game 
with a hip injury. So he will undergo further testing once he returns to the facility in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Other than that, it looks like the Giants came out of this game in relatively good shape. Julian Love saw time even before Jabril Peppers left the game. So they involved him on the defensive side of the ball after he had very few defensive snaps in the first 10 games. And we saw a lot more of Corey Ballantyne today, too, in that nickel corner spot. Ballantyne had been thrown into the mix in place of Grant Haley before the bye, and the Bears certainly attacked him. A number of big plays at the expense of the young corner, including that touchdown to Allen Robinson, which turned out to be a huge opportunity for the Bears to start to build momentum in the second half of the game off of that opening drive to start the third quarter. And special teams is going to be one that they're going to look back on and wonder what exactly went wrong between the missed field goals and also a kick out of bounds to give the Bears starting field position at the 40 to begin the third quarter was another huge play. And we'll get into that more with Jeff Fiegels a little bit later on here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. We'll step aside when we come back. We'll run you through the Week 12 NFL scoreboard. A lot of playoff implications at stake across the board. And we'll take you through the highlights as the Giants fold to the Bears 19-14 at Soldier Field. Two and nine now on the season, and their losing streak has hit seven games for the first time since 2014. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Marcus Golden, and you're listening to Giants Football on the fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Giants now have lost seven straight falling to the Bears 19-14 in Chicago at Soldier Field. So let's find out how we got to that final score as we take you through the highlights from today's contest. And today's highlights are brought to you by Taco Bell. Have a giant hunger? Well, pick up a Taco 12-pack from Taco Bell today. Sometimes you just got to live moss. After both teams combined for three straight punts to start the game, the Bears took over at their own nine-yard line with just over eight and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Mitchell Trubisky completed seven of his eight pass attempts on the drive to four different targets for 53 total yards, highlighted by a 19-yard connection to Taylor Gabriel to start the drive. Chicago faced just one third down until it got down to the red zone where it had to solve a third and nine at the Giants' 14-yard line. Trubisky in a shotgun set calls out the signals. He's got three receivers fanned to the right. Plenty of time on the play clock, 10 seconds. Checks over the defense one more time and takes the snap. He's back to throw. He has plenty of time to the end zone. Intercepted by Alec Ogletree. A one-handed pick in the end zone. History repeating itself. Last season, Ogletree had two interceptions against the Bears off Chase Daniel, including one that he returned for a touchdown on the first possession of the game. Bears put together a 12-play, 77-yard drive in 650, but had nothing to show for it, so a big stop for Big Blue. But as has been an issue all throughout the season, the Giants couldn't capitalize off the takeaway, ultimately punted. After the Bears followed with a punt of their own, New York had great field position as Daniel Jones and company took over at the Chicago 42-yard line with just over 11 minutes to go in the second. Sterling Shepard, back after missing the last five games, ran for 22 yards. Then two plays later, Jones hooked up with Scott Simonson for 10. And just like that, it was first and goal at the 7. A defensive holding penalty against Bears corner Kyle Fuller made it first and goal at the 3. Saquon Barkley was stuffed at the line, so on second and goal, the Giants look to mix things up. Second and goal at the 3. Jones in a shotgun set. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. He's going to keep it, rolls left, throws left, and he completes it for a touchdown to Caden Smith. Everybody bit on the run fake, and Caden Smith, the rookie out of Stanford, picked up on waivers from the 49ers, gets his first career touchdown. That capped a six-play, 42-yard drive in just under three and a half minutes. It is today's scoring drive of the game, brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. With every Giants scoring drive this season, Investors Bank will donate $250 to Casa of New Jersey to help New Jersey's kids in foster care. Aldrich Rosas added the extra point. Giants had a 7-0 lead. Skip ahead to later in the second. It was still 7-0. Thanks to just a 13-yard punt by the Bears, the Giants once again had great field position. This would also be a theme in this game. First and 10 at the Chicago 48-yard line. Jones found Darius Slayton for 18, and Barkley picked up 9 yards combined on the next two plays, setting up a third and one at the 21. This time, Barkley lost four off the right side, so the Giants had to settle for a 43-yard field goal attempt. Snap is good. Kick on its way. Got the distance, and he missed it left. No good. That time it was not the snap. Boy, he was in the Pro Bowl last year. 
Aldrich Rosas was a second team all pro. This time the snap by Diasi was just fine. Dixon spun it and Rosas missed it. And that was his second missed field goal of the half. He also missed a 42-yard attempt on the Giants' previous possession. New York entered the locker room with a 7-3 lead. Bears won the toss and deferred, so they got the ball to start the third. And to make matters worse for Rosas, he kicked the ball out of bounds off the kickoff. So Chicago started at its own 40. After David Montgomery was stuffed at the line, Trubisky connected with Allen Robinson for 23 yards. And in the blink of an eye, Bears were in Giants' territory. Three plays later, Chicago faced a third and 10 at the New York 37. Trubisky was sacked by Marcus Golden, but Janoris Jenkins was called for a hold, so instead of the sack, the drive continued with a fresh set of downs, and the Bears said, thank you very much. Trubisky on a play fake, back, throws a deep ball over the middle, he's got a receiver open, Robinson, who fights his way in for the touchdown. Working on Ballantyne, it wasn't a good throw, it was behind Allen Robinson, but he reached back and got it, a 32-yard strike, and the Bears have the lead on the first possession of the third quarter. And that was the Bears' first touchdown of the game that kept a five-play, 60-yard drive in 248. Eddie Pinero tacked on the extra point. Chicago moved in front 10-7. After the Giants went three and out, the Bears put together an eight-play, 88-yard drive in 238. It stalled at the New York six-yard line. They settled for a Pinero 24-yard field goal, and the Bears padded their lead 13-7. After the ensuing kickoff was returned 19 yards by Cody Latimer, the Giants took over at their own 23 and looked to spark the offense. Jones takes the shotgun, snap, he's back to throw, he gets sacked, fumble, ball loose, picked up by the Bears at the five-yard line. It was recovered by Nick Williams, Khalil Mack came around the edge and chopped it out of Daniel Jones' hands. That was the Giants' turning point of the game. Listen to Boomer and Geo on our flagship station, WFAN, tomorrow morning in the 9 a.m. hour for the Giants' turning point contest. The first correct caller to name the game's turning point will win a pair of tickets to the Giants' game against the Packers on December 1st, which is next Sunday. So, once again, a defensive play by the opposition changing the tenure, the tone of the game, excuse me, is Khalil Mack's fifth force fumble and sixth and a half sack of the season proved to be huge. Daniel Jones's NFL high 10th loss fumble of the season. Giants have had at least one turnover in all 11 games this season. And as a result, the opposition once again had an opportunity to capitalize as the Bears faced a first and goal at the three. David Montgomery ran two times for just one yard combined. So on third and goal, the Bears changed things up. Third and goal at the two. Trubisky takes the shotgun snap. This is a design run. He works his way right, and he's in for the touchdown. It was like a power sweep with Trubisky as the running back. Trubisky's second touchdown of the game, one passing, one rushing. Bears went for two, converted. But Allen Robinson was called for offensive pass interference, so Chicago decided to then kick the extra point instead. The Bears were then called for an illegal substitution, so the extra point became nearly a 50-yard field goal attempt, and Pinero missed. Despite all of those comedy of errors, Chicago still padded its lead 19-7 and would go on to win 19-14. The Giants did have an opportunity late, but they were unable to move the chains consistently, went for it on fourth down, did not convert, and as a result, they fall by five to the Bears in Chicago. Their seventh straight loss, 2-9 and nine now on the season. And just one win on the road out of six opportunities. So the Giants will now look to regroup as they return home. We'll host the Green Bay Packers fighting off the Minnesota Vikings for first place in the NFC North as the Packers are going to visit the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football. We will step aside when we come back. Jeff Fiegels will rejoin me as we'll continue to break down the Giants' 1914 loss to the Bears. We'll review the special teams issues and where the Giants go from this point on with five games left. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Julian Love, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Jeff Fiegels, I'm Lance Meadow. We're recapping the Giants' 1914 loss to the Bears at Soldier Field in Chicago, Illinois. The Giants now have lost seven in a row, two and nine on the season. And they were coming off their bye week, Jeff, an opportunity to regroup and reflect on a rough performance over the first ten games. This game reminded me a lot 
of the second game against the Cowboys on Monday Night Football, and here's why. That was a much more high-scoring affair. But Dallas in that first half was basically telling the Giants, please take this game. Mm -hmm. Do everything you can to try to capitalize on our mistakes. And the Bears seem to be doing a lot of that again today, Jeff, in terms of turnovers, bad special teams play, field position that the Giants benefited from, and the Giants, just like they did in that second Cowboys game, said, no, you have it back and find a way to reclaim the lead. Yeah, because they just, well, first of all, missed two field goals. Okay, there's six points. Yeah, I mean, you can't take... They missed field goals, but if you make those two field goals, and by the way, they were manageable field goals. They weren't 50-yarders. They were very makeable ones. There's six points. Game's 2019. Okay, it totally changes the landscape of the game when you start missing those things, but um, then you get the two picks. You get the four possessions on their side of the field, uh, and you just do these self-inflicted wounds, as we call them. They're just... They're, they're bad plays. There's missed opportunities. Coach Shermer... Came out and told you, told everybody, was asked in a media one day by the media, hey, what do you what do you see in this team after after going in and looking at everything on film going into the bye week? He said, I don't see much more than what you're seeing. We're seeing mistakes made by players. We're seeing missed opportunities. That's what you're seeing here. And and you know what? You're if, as long as you keep doing the same things over and over, you're gonna be you're gonna keep losing football games. Okay, you're not a good enough team at this point. To win games like this, and like the Cowboy game. That was a game they should have won. They were giving it to you. Today was the same thing. It's all about taking advantage of the mistakes from the opposition, and the Giants just can't consistently do that. Whether it be when they get takeaways, Jeff, when they have great field position, they either settle for field goals, they turn the ball over themselves, they do not walk away with touchdowns, which has really been the Achilles heel of this team all season. If you ask a defense... um, to hold the team to 17 points. That's usually kind of the, the watermark, as far as you will, for 17. The Bears scored 19, okay? So, the, yeah, did, they, did the defense not play a great game? No, but they did They did some good things. Offensively, when you're 1-for-12 on third down, which the Giants were today, um, and then when you get into – I counted them up. All right, you had they had five situations. I'm missing one somewhere in here, so I don't know which category this is going to go into, but the the Giants had five situations where they had third and seven or longer. Okay. Then they had six where they had five yards or less. You you make you keep you making these these first downs on those ones five yards and less, then you've got a chance to keep moving the stick, moving the stick. Now we know the Bears are a good defense. And you know that you're going to have to work for your points getting inside that red zone. You, you have a chance, but outside of it, they don't. They don't put. They don't give up very many points. My point is, if you can't make third downs, one of twelve, you're never going to win in this league. You're one and twelve. Well, to your point, the Bears are a well-disciplined defense, they are. Jeff. So when you look at the down and distance that you just laid out, and I agree with you, a lot of manageable opportunities. Those are manageable. You're not asking for much to ask your offense to get five yards, even against the Bears defense. And as you saw Saquon today, he was frustrated. You could see he was shaking his head on. They had a graph, a picture of him shaking his head because at that one point in time, he's just a negative run, a negative run, a negative run. Um, I will tell you that Daniel Jones is getting better. The one strip sack by Mac, that's not his fault. I mean, that is, he is, he is in, in it's from his blind side. He, he's from his blind side, but he stepped up in the pocket. I don't think he was holding on the ball too long. It was just a, a bad block by, by Solder and a, and a great play by all world Khalil Mack. It's just that's another theme. Whether it's on the quarterback or not, Jeff, it seems to be that when the opposition needs to make a play, their elite pass rusher comes through, right? Chandler Jones, the Arizona game. Trey Flowers, the Lions game. Now Khalil Mack, the Bears game. Somebody always is coming through in the pass rushing department, and it forces a turnover, changes field position, and more often than not, they take advantage, and that's exactly what the Bears did because it was such a big play in still a game that was in striking distance because not only did you turn the ball over, you then handed the Bears the ball on the three-yard line, and all they had to do was pretty much you know, make the wind push them forward, and they were going to get into the end <laughs> yeah, zone. Yeah. The other thing, too, is that um, from an offensive standpoint, when your defense and special teams comes up with some big plays, you got two interceptions. You don't do anything with Punts those. on each one of them. And then you get a 40-yard return on a on a kick return by a pump return peppers. by Jabril Peppers down in there they don't do anything with that so those are big plays that you got to turn into those are opportunities that good teams take advantage of those opportunities look at the the good teams in the league they'll at least turn those three plays into points somehow whether it's a field goal but again the the missed field goals um 
that's a concern of mine because the fact that now it's gone into five games in a row that there's been a missed kick in some way or fashion, either a field goal or extra point. And I will tell you, and I know you wanted to get into this, and I don't know if you want to start here or not, but we can come back to it whenever. But um, there's a reason why this is happening, and I can get to it. Well, I think this is the appropriate time to delve into that, because well, if there's anybody that knows the yeah. dynamics of this, it'd be you. And you, if you had a chance to listen to Aldrich, um, he did a nice job. And he's, he's, one, there, he's a stand-up guy. Um, it's very difficult in the locker room when you have things like that happen and continuously happen. It's tough, tough to talk, talk to the media because it's such an individualized thing. You know, the kicker, you kicked it, right? You missed it. But there's a lot of things that go into it. And, there, and we call it the snap, the hold, and the kick. It's an operation that has, is a very fine-tuned thing. They do it every single day. A snap on a field goal is 1.25 seconds. From the snap to the kick, that's how fast it happens. So you know it has to be done perfectly every single time. When one one section of it is off, whether it's the hold or the snap or whatever, it throws everything off. Now, this has been a continuation starting with Zach Diossi. And and Riley Dixon is not the he's doing a great job. It's the two, it's the start and the finish that are that are the problem right now. And when you have a bad snap, it shows off it 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 definitely throws off the timing of the kicker. Now Adric said, Oh, I listen, I look at I look at Riley. He looks at that spot with his hand, but he has peripheral vision. He's seeing where that ball is going. He's just not going to tell you that, okay? He knows because he has to. Because he has to know the timing normally is is the routine is there. What's happening is he's not confident that the operation is going to be there, and it's in his head. Because you know the guy can kick. He was a pro bowler last year. He, Fantastic he, 30, season last year. He missed one field goal last year. Um, so you know he's capable of it. So it's it's all mental. And it's like if anybody plays golf and you know you're up there and you can't make a two footer, you'd rather move back five feet. You got a better chance of making the five footer than you than you do the two footer. It's in your head. That's insane. You put me a two feet away. I think I can make the putt. No, no, no. Put me five feet away. It's like the it's like the uh, the Tampa game when he moved the kicker back five yards because he thought it was a better angle. Yeah, Bruce Arians. <laughs> this is all in the kicker's heads, and that's what's happening with Aldrich. It is in his head, big time. Well, well connected to that, Jeff. Do you feel he's trying then if he's maybe losing trust in terms of the initial stage of the process, is he then trying to overcompensate to make up for it? Or there's really not much of that related to this? No, he does, he's not trying to overcompensate. It's it's a timing thing. It's, it, you know, every day you get in practice and you, you're practicing and you're doing it at a certain routine and you're doing it at a certain time. 1.25, 1.26, 1.28. One, it's just everything is in routine. Now, all of a sudden, the bad snap and the hole is, is compromised. Now you're at a 1.35, 1.3. There's the timing of it. you got to slow down your approach to the football because the ball's not there when it normally is. We're talking fractions of a second here, but it makes a difference. Oh, of course, and that's ultimately why we're seeing missed extra points and missed field goals. And you know, Riley Dixon, who does deserve a lot of credit because on both instances, he did as good of a job as you could yeah. have asked in yeah. terms of at least salvaging, salvaging the operation. And as a holder, I remember the last thing, you, the, 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 best, this, the best thing you can do is just get the ball and put it on the spot. The kicker should still be, even if the laces are there, it's, it's going to hurt for a second. But you're at least, if the ball is on the spot, and the spot's important because a ball off the spot by just a couple inches makes a big difference. Well, that's be the timing. That's that the timing. About. It's also the foot placement of the kicker is normally here. Now it's now it's the same place, but the ball's been moved. So where's it going to go? Is it going to go dead right? Or if it's inside, it's going to go dead left. And so it's, it's so important. Um, and you always ask, you know, what do those kickers do? Well, they're over on. We're over there practicing this operation over and over. Now, I I don't know how to practice, so I don't know how it's going during practices. Is this just a game thing? I don't I don't know. I can't tell you, but I would imagine that right now we are at a critical point in the operation of what's going on because this is this. You don't want to ever point to one thing that says that cost you the game, but this was this had a direct effect of the game today. Well, especially in a game like this, because in other games, each and every week, you could argue. Well, listen, even a mixed extra point while. Early in the game, it may have hurt momentum. In the final score, it wasn't necessarily reflected. A game, to your point that you mentioned earlier, you're talking about a five-point differential mm -hmm. and two missed field goals. Right. When you do the basic math, you yeah. give the opposing team six points. Who knows? We could be talking about a different result. Here. And you, you've seen some of the questionable two-point conversion that the, the Giants have been having to go for because of the missed extra points in, in the other games. So in that sense, there there is a way of, of changing the game. That way you have to go for two and you try to chase those points. But today was just flat out two field goals missed. And 
They were makeable field goals. I don't care what stadium you are. If you're under four, what was the second one? Forty-two yards, yeah, I think. Forty-two and forty-three yarder. Okay, those both those are makeable field goals for the. Listen, that's only ten yards longer than an extra point. Nowadays. Well, especially for Rosas's leg. Oh, this never he, he can yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean he's, he's got he's, a booming leg. Listen, all these guys have booming legs. I mean, there, there's yeah. kids in college making 61 yarders yesterday <laughs> for Wisconsin. I mean, these guys can make a long field goal. It's just it's it's all in Aldrich's head right now, and I feel for him. Now, in terms of it being in his head, I'll <sighs> reveal a little secret here to our listeners because you know you may have to be crowned the soothsayer, Jeff. But off the air, one of the first things you told me as the third <laughs> quarter was going to start is. He can't kick this out of bounds, and then what happens? He does it. So this gets back to the mental approach. Is that a reflection of him now just overthinking things yeah. and the lack of confidence? It comes down to this. Um, whenever you are thinking about the result, that's when it gets in, you get in trouble. So basically, on field goals, you're thinking about making the field goal before it's kicked. That's in your head. See, you don't. You should never do that. Like when I was punting, I never real. I never worried about the result because I knew that I was going to have it. It was just that's just the way you are. That's the player you are. You know that you rely on your ability. He's thinking about the result before it happens. That kickoff. Okay, first of all, you got Patterson back there. He's pretty good. So they probably were telling him to try to kick it away from him and Avoid doing it. some little things here and there. But the longer you think as a kicker the more times you will make a mistake rather than just going out there and letting your natural ability take over. And that's what's happening with Aldrich. And speaking of Patterson, made two great plays to Special down the Special teams ace today. Yeah, yeah down and the man. I tell you, that in the pregame oh, show. I love when they make plays like that. I love seeing that. And those are great, great plays by him. Forcing the Giants to put together those lengthy drives, which clearly the Giants were incapable of doing consistently. Well, they did one. They went down 97 yards. and But other than that, they, that you know, that's a, that's, that's a point where... The special teams is an extension in that situation as your defense. The network more people rely on gives you more. Get amazing rewards like NFL tickets and once-in-a-lifetime experiences with Verizon up only on Verizon. we got plenty more coming up as we'll continue to break down the Giants' 19-14 loss to the Bears. Look ahead to the Packers game as well as talk about some of the new faces that receive some additional playing time on defense and whether or not it yielded positive results. We're going to be back on the fan in New York to take your calls as well in just a second. But right now we say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network. Final score once again, Bears 19, Giants 14, as the Giants now are 2-9. and nine. They've lost seven in a row. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.